and welcome to another edition of the Capiche Filmcast. Stephen Barry here, joined by Francis Murphy. Yo, yo, yo. Ah, that was very uh, kind of rehearsed there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You yeah. wanted to get that right? Yeah, I, I, you know, it may sound like three repetitions of the exact same word, but it takes a bit of effort to get that right. It's like Vin Diesel when he does the voice for Groot. He only says Groot about seven times in the film, but he makes sure he puts the emphasis on each one and he gets paid all those millions for that. I had no idea that was... <laughs> did you not know that? No, I almost feel like it's a wind-up. No, that's that's actually Vin Diesel did that and he's he's getting paid. Anyways. <laughs> well, at least they know what his capabilities are. Yeah, yeah. He's a great actor, you know. Yeah. At that. Uh, a yeah. lot of comedy. Yeah, yeah. He does, he does his thing. He's really good at doing the Vin Diesel thing. Yeah. Uh, yes, this is actually uh, the first edition of our new series. We uh, previously did the Captain's Law project. Now we're starting our next mini series, I suppose this is, because this is a, a podcast special series on a mini series, and that mini series being Band of Brothers. One of my, probably actually my favourite um, television series of all time. It's up there in my top five, certainly, and it's probably number one. Buffy the Vampire Slayer is close behind. Um, yes, Fran, this is me that chose this one. You chose Star Trek last time, and I decided this time we're doing one I'm going to choose, and one of my favourites. Ten episodes of pure perfection. Well, at least I hope so, and, and re-watching it we might find flaws or whatever, but I don't I don't think so. so yeah, yeah. Yeah, this episode is really just our quick um, sort of introduction to this new project and we're going to talk a little about Band of Brothers, our history with the series and yeah, what's what we expect from revisiting it and then we will go and watch the first episode. I think we're going to do two Band of Brothers episodes per podcast so uh, we will be watching two at a time and then doing a podcast and discussing both um, and so, if, so I suppose we'll have this one five podcasts and then maybe a ranking or a conclusion podcast i don't know about a ranking for the back the band of brothers episodes we'll see how we feel about that but we'll do a final conclusive kind of summary at least um discussion i think so we'll get about seven podcasts all in for this project yep uh yeah so band of brothers uh released in 2001 it was co-produced it was a hbo series mainly um and BBC were very interested in this and they paid £7 million to also co-produce it. Mm. It was mainly shot um, across Europe, England, I think it was Hampshire, and there was Aust- scenes shot in Austria and Germany um, and I think in Holland, possibly. Um, and obviously, but to start, it's Band of Brothers is the TVC's based on Stephen E. Ambrose's book, um, Band of Brothers. Uh-huh. Um, it's about Easy uh, Easy Company, uh, the 501st, I think they were, of the oh, 2nd Battalion Infantry. I'll, I'll, I've not done, I will confess right now, I've not completely done all my research yet. I have read the book, but it was a while ago. It's been a while since I've watched the series, so I'm going to be doing an extensive research um, to kind of clue myself up for the actual episodes. This is just our kind of introduction. Um, but yeah, it follows the Easy Company as they traverse um, in the Second World War um, into all the way through, and not from starting from Normandy, 
through uh-huh. to the liberation um, uh, in Germany. Um, so it's it's fantastic. It came at a time when Saving Private Ryan was released in 1998 and became one of the most important films of of the 90s. Um, it's uh-huh. still a fantastic film. A film I actually <clears throat> I've been meaning to watch again, and I might watch it again. Um, we actually maybe should have watched that well it, before this because this that really inf- informs this this series. Well, to be honest, I mean, I think if we watch the first episode this evening as we'd planned, if if we could then go off and watch Saving Private Ryan, yeah, it's true. not too. It's not yeah. like we've watched it after the series is over. Yeah. So I'm gonna get um when he dust off the copy of Saving Private Ryan and watch it. I think I've got it on DVD somewhere, but my DVDs are mostly up in the on the loft. What's <clears throat> excuse me? What's quite interesting about that period of time is that sort of your your kind of you know nineteen ninety eight, ninety nine, millennium that sort of era was when some of the last of the veterans of World War One were dying off. Obviously, this is World War Two, but I think everybody became quite conscious of history at that point uh, the millennium as well was a time everybody it was quite a historic date wasn't it the year 2000 people were thinking about the future and the past and saving private ryan really was kind of a a distilled version of what people were what the zeitgeist was at the time looking at looking back at the century that had passed things like forrest gump were similar that kind of went through the entire 20th century to a certain... Well, not the entirety of it, but it took a journey through a lot of the decades. Mm, yeah. So uh, the fact that the BBC and uh, HBO then went on to do a series like that is no surprise, really, is it, that they would then... that they would uh, want to work together on something like that? Because I suppose the BBC has a big stake in stories about World War Two because Britain was massively involved, mm-hmm. even though this was focused on an American company. <clears throat> I mean that's the thing. My dad always talks about this uh, with war, World War Two films. Um, Hollywood being an American industry, I suppose from the beginning, um, they always focus it's, um, on the Americans. Of course, you know the big budget films are nearly all from the American perspective, which is fantastic when you see nineteen seventeen. This is a British uh-huh. yeah. World War uh, World War One uh, film, um, so. It's kind of from a Brit's perspective. It's 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 actually as much as you can relate, just as much to the, the American perspective in World War Two. You know, in in the end, but there's something even more bringing it home uh-huh. when you when you watch a, a film with you know young local lads from from Britain. Yeah. Um, so that that's you know, and the thing is with Band of Brothers to come back to that, it's <laughs> half the cast are British actors. Mm. Doing amazing American accents. I think this is one of those shows I think of when, because you hear it a lot that the Brits tend to be better than doing American accents. I think because we've had a lot of Americanization with our television over the years mm-hmm. that we've honed it down. Whereas Americans are not known for being the best at you know doing you know any British accents, English or Scottish. Do you know there could be an explanation for that in the in the sense that. The British accents evolved into the American accents over time, whereas American accents didn't devolve. Mm. So I suppose it's easier for us to move yeah. over to that. But definitely, it's it's the culture was very much coming out of Hollywood. So children imitated that accent in playgrounds for years when they were playing games and imitating people they saw on television. 
It's, it's fact. So this this series um, has some tremendous talent. Damian Lewis is your lead, I suppose, um, playing Captain uh, Richard Winters, uh, Dick Winters. His it's the story is told from different perspectives throughout each episode, but about three of the episodes I would say are his episodes um, that show tremendous courage and and his sort of journey and and from kind of a uh, I think he was a he was sort of second in command of the of their regiment or whatever um a, a lowly kind of position at the time just above a private probably and then he becomes you see his journey to to not go into spoilers but he becomes obviously um he kind of rises through the ranks uh, as many of the, as the other characters do as well his story is is fantastic um and damien lewis does a great job he he's so good in this in this series it's good it's actually going to be fun watching it to see a lot of the the young actors that were in this series that weren't known that have become big stars uh-huh. yeah uh we'll we'll spot them as, as they come up i know james mcavoy um is is in is in band of brothers i see uh, I, w- yeah. I almost would have thought he was too young but i, I guess he would be quite young in this yeah oh i He's just, I think he's just out of, was it Skins he's in? I didn't watch it, the programme, the British, the TV show. Was that that long ago? Was it Shameless? No, was it Shameless he was in? I can't remember. I've not Shameless, I think, might have started around. I think it was but... Shameless he was in, not Skins. Anyways. Shameless, really that old as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mid-2000s, I'm pretty certain. Oh, maybe not. Anyways, I know he's in it. But it would still be when he was quite young. Yeah. Because he was young and, and shameless. There's a few others, but it might be fun to actually let you spot them when they turn up because i suppose let's talk about our history with the series first of all me this was a series that when it first aired on bbc bbc2 this they didn't get on bbc1 bbc2 let it run on uninterrupted um for 10 weeks i think uh i remember catching the first episode not knowing anything about it there was a recognizable star do you remember who's in it because I think it's funnier and and then more interesting if you if I don't spoil it for you if you don't remember. Uh, to be honest, I, I don't really. I, I have foggy like, memories yeah. of this. So show. you've only you've only seen this what once? Yeah, I watched it as you probably did, and I think a lot of people did with their dads. Yeah. Like, well, I, the thing is, right? So I watched the first, I watched part of the first episode, and it did catch my attention. But then, for whatever reason, I uh, I stopped. I didn't know anything about it. I didn't follow up on it. I missed the rest of it. And years later. My dad bought the box set and we happened to watch it and I realised, oh my god, that's that programme that I sat and watched one time and had this kind of like, this memory of remembering watching it and, and, and kind of regret that I didn't follow up on it. And I sat, my dad became obsessed and every sat, every weekend, he'd get, a, he'd have, after mum goes to bed, he would have a drink and watch an episode of the Band of Brothers and that became like a bonding thing where I did the same with him. Mm-hmm. We just watched on repeat every week a different episode and we just did it for months he was just. I'd come if I'd come back from a night out. I would come home to him at three in the morning, watching an episode of Band of Brothers, and just sit with him. Me still quite under the influence, but just enjoying this time with my dad. Yeah, and it, it was just great. You know, um, it's one of the, the series he's watched the most because he watched them so so many times. Um, but you, you, as you said, you've only watched it one time. Don't really have much memory of it. So this will be interesting for you. Yeah. Well. I think, you know, if we look at our father's gener- generation, each of our dads, they, their fathers were in the war, mostly. World War Two. 
So I think that's why a lot of them were so um, they were so invested in the show when it first came out. Now, my dad didn't watch it again. As far as I'm aware, he may well have done when I wasn't there. I don't know. But um, I remember him saying at the time when it was on, he was talking about it and, and kind of commenting on it. And I think that that's why they were so invested in the show because it may be... Um, I know a lot, of, a lot of people didn't talk about their experiences in the war, so I think being able to watch something like that, similar to Saving Private Ryan, was quite important to people whose fathers were in the war, whether their fathers were alive or not. My dad's dad was dead, so I suppose maybe that was part of it. It was something for him to watch. And, um, I mean, that's that's the main thing I remember about, about it, to be honest. And it's the same as Saving Private Ryan, because I remember I didn't see that in the cinema, but, but my dad got the video of it and... Yeah, that was the same. We were too young. Yeah. But I remember asking my dad, how was it? How was it? And he just was so excited to tell me all about it. Yeah. He was waiting for it to come on release and he would let us watch it with him and it was a big thing. That's it, yeah. And I don't know about you, but um, uh, obviously 2001, 2002 kind of time, we were not 18 yet. So we weren't like legally able to go out and drink. But you're in this country, you are allowed to have a few beers in, in the house. If you're with your parents and things like that, or with a meal, like you can have a, a drink in a pub with a meal if you're over sixteen here, I think it is. And I remember when I was watching it, that, that there was kind of a phase where my dad used to get movies and get some beers, and me and my dad would watch films together. So this was similar to that. Um, I don't know if you had like occasionally when you were watching the show and repeat with your dad, you would talk about it. I would imagine. Oh, certainly. But, we'd be quoting lines to back and forth to each other. Yeah, right? but there's an almost there's a there's almost a thing where when you've had a little bit of alcohol and something like that, so and, and you're talking about it, it becomes quite it elevates it, doesn't it? It, it almost you it, the whole idea of a band of brothers. There's almost a kind of a uh, an awe. That overtakes you when you're talking about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where, where, where you're kind of like you feel almost involved with it. Do you know what I mean? Not just invested. You feel like you're a part of it. That's the kind of sense I got. You know, like when I was talking to my dad about it, and he would be mentioning his dad. You almost felt like you were touching a bit of history. Like you, you, you were linked to it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In a quite, <clears throat> a quite kind of tangible way, and I think that's something that's quite was quite important. Sadly, something that's slipping away now, um, if we look at kids that are, you know, the past couple of maybe generations, if you look at kids now who are in their teens and, you know, their parents are, are second gen, like, you know, they're, they're feeling about World War Two and things like that. Uh, you know, we, we had grandparents, we, you know, we could talk to them. They were real for us, in a sense. Um, whereas, kids now, a lot of them their grandparents are, are parents' age and they don't have that link to the past. To them, um, there really isn't usually folk around who were a part of those times. The, you know, I, I do wonder when what parents are going to bond with their kids over in terms of like historical events now, maybe things well, like 9-11. I was going to say, like, it's the, the terrorism wars, isn't it? The Iraq yeah. war in Afghanistan. But it's, it's not like that. something that... That's something that we watched. Do you know what I mean? It's not something that we went through. So True. But yeah. I, I think that was a big thing when it came to the, the films. Uh, sorry. Uh, Saving Private Ryan in particular, um, Band of Brothers, I think. For me, that's what sticks in my mind about the experience. I'm quite excited to watch it again, actually, just to to watch it as a show, not j- like just as a program. 
Do you know what I mean? Rather than watching it as that kind of hazy father-son experience. That's an interesting point because I probably put a lot of... I think a lot of my love for the show is in that um, hazy, fully committed love for the, the series and, and just willing to appreciate everything about it. Every performance, every production element and things like that and the, the writing and stuff, which I think are great. I'm not going to say they're not, but I think uh, in my head... I don't see many cracks at all mm-hmm. and it's because I'm not looking for them um but it'd be interesting to watch it with that kind of a bit more of a critical mind yeah um so certainly, certainly I mean it may well be that it's still fantastic and, and I think I think just it's probably the main areas it's really if you know your history you might be able to spot things that wouldn't have been quite right I think that's maybe it, it might be as a general viewer they're not there's not many issues that are obvious but i think there's going to be the odd time where historical accuracy would be the main issue for someone um, yeah so that it's all about how you go into it but then i suppose that's the thing is that television movies they are not real you know they can be as real as possible but uh they're not documentaries i guess that's the distinction isn't it there's a bit of artistic license there's a bit of uh uh, filmmakers and and television program makers have a have that license to tweak things ever so slightly for artistic purposes. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and you know, for various reasons, not just artistic. It could be pacing. It could be, um, uh, because of the times that that they're in when they're making the program. You know, there's lots of different things that to come into play. Can even be what the network wants or the studio. You know, there's mm-hmm. various different things that that come into play, but. I can't imagine it would be too inaccurate. No, I think it's uh, minor Not stuff. Not like laser guns? And... No, it's things like some characters are either amalgamations of other, like a, a, a sort of a multitude of different mm. characters. So they've added in traits and made it into one and things like that. So it's obviously an element. There's a fictional element there. Um I I can't. I'm trying to remember any obvious ones from. I used to read a lot about it, and I've read the book, and I remember there was definitely changes made for the show. Um, but I, nothing's coming to my head. I like I said, I'm going to do some proper research for the actual or actual episodes when we watch, when we talk about the each episode. I'm going to try and do a quick scan read of the book as well again. Um, Stephen Ambrose's book. Um, that's the main one. It's based on a few different um, recollections. Um, I won't say their names because it gives it away that they survived and that means it's a spoiler for you uh, from a television point of view. But Yeah, don't spoil other... the war for me, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously a lot of characters do die. Um, but from a show watching perspective, there's tension there. So if you know who survives and who dies, the show, for instance, has the veterans, the surviving veterans in their 80s and 90s talking uh, sort of to the screen and telling you about, you know, um, their experiences very briefly. It doesn't say who they are and then it reveals it in the final episode. So you kind of realise, oh, who who lived and who died and lived on to tell the tale as well at this time. Mm. Um, we won't go on too long. Well, this is going to be a short episode. I give it five stars. <laughs> All right, we're done. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, this is it's uh, it's interesting doing this show because this is a very personal one for me, and it, it, just having 
talking about your parents watching it. You know, it's that sort of like it's it's so different from what we've just done with the Star Trek films. I suppose you had a very per- you had some personal stuff with that, but I think it's different for me this time. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think it's kind of a mix because you've you and your dad watched it over and over and over again, so it became something different to what it, like me and my dad watched it at the time one time. So I don't have a strong a connection with it. Yeah, yeah. Um, just just hazy. I remember more that experience side of it, that one kind of run, than than being able to quote it or know much about. Like, do you know what I mean? Like my memory of the actual mechanics of the show. One thing I'll say is that the show, the show is kind of better on multiple viewings. The first time I rewatched it with my dad, because they're all wearing the same clothes, <laughs> so a lot of the soldiers have got helmets on, and it's sometimes difficult to make out who's who. So certain nuance in the in the sort of dialogue is missed on a first viewing because there's so much going on. There's so many characters. Certain ones appear more in certain episodes. Um, that it's only on a multiple viewing really did some of the 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 really small quick lines come through and little actions that certain that they've taken in the battles. Yeah, realize who did that. Who that was him. Because um, there's so much going on. There's a lot to take in. It is a show that I actually think does get better, even better on multiple viewings. It's, it's rewards, it rewards multiple viewings. Um, so that's something I would I would say as a sort of preface to to watching it and um, to keep that in mind. You might miss things and get a bit like who is that again, and and some of the meaning of certain things might not be as significant maybe that first time because you don't remember he was a character that showed up earlier and things like that but yeah it, it, again i've watched it so many times i'm spotting them all and and things like that so i'm certainly getting enjoying the the the, the, the sort of familiarity with it yep uh right i think this will be our general intro so like i said we're gonna go and watch an episode tonight and then we'll do the second one soon come back and do a podcast on it and do that again for the next uh, for the, the the ten episodes, um, and probably we'll probably give a ranking at the end, like our Star Trek ones. Don't think we'll change the formula up too much. I don't think we'll have to use our problematic alarm anytime at some point. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't, but we'll, it'll be interesting if that. If, I don't think it's like the Bond, the Bond pro, uh, films where we've got lots of problematic issues to talk about. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll, I'll be surprised. I don't think so. I mean, I think Bond, weirdly enough, like Bond franchise is maybe an outlier in the fact that it's so extreme at times. It's so extreme. It was a different time, you know. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> with the sixties. Yeah, but um, I really don't. I don't see it. I mean, I'd love to use it, but I, you know, I feel like it would. It's almost like an insult to the war victims and veterans to throw in something like that. Yeah, like I don't think. I cannot imagine that it would address anything. Like anything that we see is probably it would have been that way very, anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the, the show is a very carefully considered show. The budget was was one of the most expensive for its time. Yeah. Um, I think it was over a hundred and fifty million. Uh, I'll need to double check that. And then a huge marketing campaign on top of that. Uh, it was huge, and it brought in the wave in two thousand and one of World War Two. Well, Saving Private Ryan, to be honest, did it. In World War Two was suddenly by two thousand one you had Enemy at the Gates and Pearl Harbor and things like that. They were the films were well, Hollywood was all over it. A lot of that was because of nine eleven, wasn't it? It was like Well, I mean these films the were war, the, like America's going to war again. Well, nineteen ninety eight 
uh, these Hollywood's made the decisions to start making these films around 1999 because they, they were releasing them in 2001. So yeah. that was not so much that. It was literally Saving Private Ryan started it. Steven Spielberg, I forgot to mention, obviously directed Saving Private Ryan. He is the executive producer uh, alongside Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks uh, had a much more... Um, he was really instrumental in this. He was the one that kind of... I think he helped write and he certainly collaborated a lot on the episodes. I think Spielberg might have directed the first episode. He might have. Uh, and then it became other di- different writers and directors. He over sort of saw it. But Tom Hanks was a bit more hands-on. Mm-hmm. He really worked with the... Um, getting the rights to I think and things like that as a real as a producer on the series, so he was it was it's very important to him. Um, and of course, the sister show to this was released in twenty ten Pacific. That then was an even bigger budget. It took mm-hmm. the the record for the next big budget for a mini series. Not quite as good the show, but we'll maybe cover that another time. Yeah. Okay, I think that will do this um, general ch- chat about. The Band of Brothers project. We haven't come up with a name yet. Um, names we've been thinking about. Bobcast. Bob- cast of Brothers. <laughs> yes, the Bobcast doesn't sound quite as. Uh, it doesn't sound like it's really doing the service to the. What a Warcast. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's got to be taken, surely. Yeah. God. I know. Uh, we will think of that. World cast too. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's probably just going to be Band of Brothers podcast. That's <laughs> good. God, I nearly said one that would have been so bad. You can cut this bit, by the way. Right. Problematic! But you have to cut that because that could get us into serious I'll trouble. I'll just play the problematic alarm over it. I will cut it. What I'll say is, I'll... I'll cut I'll, them seriously. I'll or cut, bleep them or yeah, whatever. I'll bleep it so that nobody knows what you actually said. Yeah, just... yeah. They're so bad. They're so bad and so tasteless that you wouldn't even be able to imagine what I said. That's how bad it is. Shocking. I can't believe I've even got you here in the studio. At the studio. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what we're calling it now? Yeah. The shed. Alright. What? Yeah. It's like the bit at the Show end of Shaun of the Dead when he's playing computer games with zombified Ed in the shed. Alright then. Is it Ed? I think it is Ed. Anyway, yeah. That'll do our uh, thoughts on this episode. We will be back with episode one of the new series. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. Thanks for listening.